are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Ghost Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Uh, not much. You know, uh, yesterday we did coordinate outfits, but uh, today we uh, did not happen to coordinate uh, outfits with these black shirts. Mm-hmm. And it is not a reflection of our mood. We are still... Uh, very thrilled to be five and one uh, yes. and in the bye week. So we're still uh, vacationing, the, right? That's right. We're still vacationing at this point. We're just uh, we're just doing so in in our kind of normal drab attire. Yes. Uh, all right. So today we've got a special show for you. We're gonna do some buy or sell, Landon. And I've got yeah. like four or five big questions that I'm gonna propose to you, which you've actually not uh, heard of. So you're gonna be completely shocked in all these questions. So oh the first one is a, a very big big. Uh, one to talk about. Let's let's go with it right now. Buy or sell, Landon, that the Cowboys should be the favorites in the NFC right now. Hmm. You know, it's it's close. I mean, I, I certainly think they're in. They're very very much in the mix of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, r- right now, you know, the the Rams have looked like they have been. Uh, pretty good and they're Mm -hmm. certainly in that same conversation the cardinals just by proxy of their uh, of their record uh have looked pretty good and they and they know they've looked very very good as well uh i think what the packers are certainly in the conversation buccaneers yeah the buccaneers obviously um you know i think that i i i'm excited to see what this team looks like on the other side of the bye with some with some more health and i Mm -hmm. think that once we do they certainly will be in that conversation at the, the, the very top. I, I think as for right now, um, you know, I think there's probably still two or three teams that are uh, betting favorites at the very least to be, you know, ahead of the Cowboys for mm-hmm. the NFC. I, I, you know, look, I, I certainly wouldn't count them out to be the number one team in the NFC. Yeah. I'm uh, not counting them out, but I don't know if they're the favorites because yeah, I don't know if there is a favorite. I, I really feel like there's a tier of teams and it's the teams that you mentioned. It's, the Bucks, it's the Rams, it's the Cowboys, and I think you can slide the Packers in there. I'm actually not even putting the Cardinals in in that tier, even though they're six and zero. They beat the Browns, they beat the Rams. I, I, I for whatever reason, I just get the sense they're just not quite as good as those teams when it's going to come to the playoff time, and that could be because we haven't seen a ton of Kyler stay healthy. I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury, but. I just feel like the Cowboys, Bucks, Rams, Packers are all so good at quarterback, and they all have quarterbacks who can kind of win from in the pocket, which matters yeah. a lot in the playoffs. Yeah, I just think they're all similar, right? I don't think one yeah. is better than the other. The Cardinals' volatility is scary in, yes. in, in a positive and negative way for, and for they're their old. Team. Like that team is yeah. really old at some key spots. Yeah, and that's the thing is that's part that's part of the volatility, right? Like, is that you've got guys that you're relying on on defense who don't have the best history of staying healthy for no. 16 games, and um, you know, I, I think Kyler Murray has his own sense of, of volatility. Obviously, I mean, you know, high highs and, and low lows, and and again, back to your point that you just mentioned, 
difficult guy to, to, to win for the pocket. He's that's not really his game mm-hmm. necessarily. Mm-hmm. So if, if teams force him into that, how is he going to react? So uh, yeah, I think all those teams you listed are, are, you know, in the conversation for favorite, but I, but I agree. The reason that we're kind of struggling to pick one is that there's a, there's a, there's a cluster of teams that are probably all similarly talented uh, and, and we still kind of need to see a little bit more, I think, uh, from each of these teams to kind of get an indication as to, you know, sorting the order of those four or five teams. All right, I'm going to give you the list of those teams again, and I want you to tell me the one oh team you don't want the Cowboys to play in the playoffs. Buccaneers. I already got the answer. The Go Packers ahead. is the answer. Yeah, that's the answer, right? That's exactly <laughs> the answer. I feel like if you put the Packers up against the Rams or the Bucks, I don't know if those are games. Like, I think the Packers get beat. But it's the one team that terrifies me if I'm a Cowboy fan. Yeah, right? here's here's my thing this year, and this is not to be kind of motivational or anything like this. I had this conversation with uh, with with Peter, uh, you know, when we, we did the Lockdown Now, and he obviously you know host of the Lockdown uh, Packers podcast, and, and and of course, you know, he says, you know how this ends, right? You know how this ends. Like Green Bay throws up Peter, Dallas, <laughs> and, and that, yeah. And, and, and the truth of the matter is, honestly, while he was saying that, part of me was like, uh, uh, you know? You're right. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's right. But the other side of this is that if the Cowboys want to do anything in this league, if they want to win the Super Bowl, if the, if the actual goal is to get to the Super Bowl and win, it's time to pay back old debts. And we've, <laughs> done, it with, we've done it with New England, all mm-hmm. right? Uh, the uh, honestly i kind of felt like the chargers were part of that too sure. because if you think back sure. like the cowboys have struggled at t- to beat the chargers the last few times they played them minnesota's next on this list yep minnesota has, has has given cowboys historically a bad time in these last few matchups that the cowboys are on a tear to like i said repay back old debts it's the old mafia you know uh <laughs> term of 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 settling all debts before uh having the fun and 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 look, if the Cowboys are going to do anything, they can't be afraid to play any of these teams. They have yes. to be, they have to be yes. wanting to go through them, not around them. So uh, to f- right, fully right the bury bench. the Jason Garrett era, right? Like this, just whatever it is. Yeah, it, in a, in a playoff it's older than that, great. even right? Like it's yeah. it's it's older than Jason Garrett's era, yeah. even. It's 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 these lingering things that the Cowboys can't do that that have always kind of represented the barrier between them and being that next echelon of a yeah. team that is perpetually playing for NFC championship games. That's what the Cowboys have to do. So they need to beat the Packers. They need to beat the Vikings because they need to prove it to themselves. They can, so they can prove to themselves they can win it all. How much do you think our friends at Fox would love a Cowboys Packers playoff game with McCarthy and Rogers on opposite sidelines? There's no so storylines there, right? Like, yeah. I, mean, I, I wish the game was at Dallas so, like, they could have Dez be, like, the honorary captain for the game. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, let's – I, I, I want to play, I I wanna play this game that. next week. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, seriously, like, I'm not – that's the thing is that in previous years, I would be I would be like, oh, I don't want that to happen. I'm afraid of that happening. I'm not afraid this year. Like, I think that the Cowboys, you know, they have a better team than they did – when they lost to the Packers last time, I like I I actually don't hate the matchup between these two teams. Yeah, it's just because uh, of the history, right? It's just because of the history. Well, yeah, but the history has to be overcome. Like it has to be. You have to face your demons to get to to get past that. I, think. I agree. Uh, what would make me feel really good about this game this time, rather than the last couple of times around, is the Cowboys have the better quarterback this time. Just yeah, just saying. 
They do. Uh, there you go. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. I actually had to use Rock Auto last night because did I, you? I hit a deer with my car, so I had to replace oh. a, a front light that broke. So shout out to Rock Auto for helping me out. Uh, all right. <laughs> Another buy or sell. The Cowboys are actually considering starting Terrence Steele over Lyle Collins at right tackle. Are you buying or selling that? I'm selling it. You know, I, I think that I, I think that they're clearly using the situation to provide some kind of motivation to Lyle Collins, which you know I'm not against. Uh, but I I have a hard time believing that they are honestly like considering this like a 50 50 proposition based on on uh, uh you know on a competition that's going to happen this week i i have a feeling that lale will get his uh his his job back but with uh the whole we're watching you you know the 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 the, the cane is creeping onto the stage to uh, yank him off if uh if things don't go well I tend to agree with you. I, I think this is a motivational thing to make sure Lyle Collins is working really hard over the next two weeks. However, the more that I thought about this, the more I do think maybe they are considering it because Darren Steele has young and he's pretty cheap. And now that Colin, or, excuse me, Lyle Collins has been suspended, all of his guaranteed money is gone. It's all gone. Like all, all these things are gone. So I'm wondering if this is a potential way for the Cowboys to be thinking forward about you know, if Steele's playing okay, we could get out of Collins's deal and save $10 million and use that money to re-sign Connor Williams and maybe try to get Dalton Schultz back. Maybe that's the best long-term thing. I, I'm not saying that the Cowboys are thinking this. I just wonder if it's crossed their mind at all. Yeah, and I don't think that those two things uh, need to be mutually exclusive. No. Right? Like, I, I think that they could be considering, you know, moving on from Lyle Collins uh, – while you know making sure that they're getting a good showcase of him right sure um so i i think that you're not wrong in that they they, they probably are taking in all you know considerations of, of well he's played one, one game over the last two years now he's been suspended and he yeah. was hurt last year but it, it's at least worth mentioning right absolutely i mean look the, the, there's nothing in here that that should say that that lale should be guaranteed his job back I mean, you know, that simply based on those things you just said, he he hasn't been reliable these last few years. A lot of which probably had some to do, at least partially, to do with him last year. Mm -hmm. Certainly, the suspension had everything to do with him this year, this time. So I, I don't see. I, I certainly don't see a situation where the Cowboys aren't at least giving him the heads up, like, "Hey, we have to be able to rely on on you to do this, and if we can." Sure. Clearly, we we found a replacement if we need one. So uh, I, I certainly certainly would view this as an opportunity for them to light a fire under Lyle Collins. Uh, you know, and and again, 
Steel has played well enough that it it could be more than just lighting a fire. It could be a, an honest to, to goodness, you know, move for the future. If they if Lael doesn't play as well, or if they get a good offer for Lael Collins yep. or something like yep. that, I think it's cer- certainly certainly within consideration. I just think that Lael is such a known quantity, and has has highs have been higher than Terrence Steele's have. Doubt. The expectations doubt. change when you are the starting right tackle. Mm-hmm. And in, there's a difference between uh, Terrence Steele, especially especially after what we saw last year. There's a difference between Terrence Steele's expectation level with us coming in as a backup for Lael Collins versus okay, we traded Lael Collins. Now you're the starting right tackle. Suddenly yep. that becomes a, a lot higher bar to clear, and and maybe that's not something that that Terrence Steele is necessarily ready for on a 17 game season. 17 game season. I just want to be very clear. We both think that Lyle Collins is a far superior player. Like an average Lyle Collins game is Terrence Steele at his absolute best. And I don't even know that's true, right? Mm -hmm. A bad Lyle Collins is probably a good Terrence Steele game. So I think as long as Collins is healthy and as long as he's motivated, he should be the right tackle. I'm just wondering if there's some long-term team building thing, team building stuff that the Cowboys are considering here. Uh, it has wanna, to be a part of the consideration, it, right? It has to be. Yeah. Um, all right, next one. Buy or sell that the center position for the Cowboys is the worst spot on their roster right now. I, I, I mean, I'll buy it because I think if you incorporate the backup situation, they don't really know even necessarily. I mean, I, I'm assuming at this point it's moved more towards Connor McGovern than it has Connor Williams to, right. to come in and play back. I, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not I guess Matt Farniak. I didn't hate Farniak last time I saw him, though. You know, <laughs> no, he he's, he got better, and I think that he's probably got a future on this team. But uh, yeah, I I think it's hard to argue. I mean, just, if only simply for the fact that there is a lot of talent at the other positions on this team. I mean, I think defensive tackle is another one. That well, that's the thing. About. If you're selling it, you've got to you got to pick a different position, and it's probably. Yeah. Defensive tackle. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> that's really it. Like, and I, I like Osa think... better than I like Biotish, right? That's, that's really and that's the thing. Is. And I also have Gallimore in my back pocket, who I also really like. So and, I think we just got done talking about how Carlos Watkins played his best game of the season. Brett Urban's not spectacular, but at least he's somewhat proven, right? You know, it's it's tough to compare these positions because we're comparing a position that has three or four people sharing a Correct. starting role right. versus one guy who's taking all the starting snaps on, on, on offense, which obviously means that you're going to naturally see more screw ups, you know, mm-hmm. because he's playing more snaps. But in, in reality, I thought Biotish played his best game last week. Um, and, and I do think that maybe he's, uh, you know, the, the weak link here, but I also think that he's, a, an improving ascending player uh, because he's still incredibly young and that, you know, there's, there's, there is such a thing as pulling a guy too quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I think we could, we could stand to learn some lessons from Terrence Steele. Absolutely. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, look what happened with Terrence Steele. They kept with him. It was ugly at times, but he learned, he got better. And, and look, I think Terrence Steele has a lot of uh, physical capability in him that was, you know, that was presented that is upside, right? That's upside work work towards. I think Biotish is a guy who started his first games in the NFL last year after missing a lot of college football his last year. 
and the year before was a, uh, a first team all American at center. So uh, I think that there is upside still left in Biotish. I think he's getting better. I agree that I think he's the, that, that center is the weak link there, but I also think that the solution there is not to necessarily yank him. I think it's I to agree. see, it's to see, see him through a little bit more and, and see if he continues to get better. If progress stops and he doesn't stop and it doesn't continue to get better at a certain point and it's not good enough. That's one thing. But at this point, we've seen him improve these last few weeks, uh, and, and I think that's worth investigating further because you've invested a draft pick there. Do you know how many starts Tyler Biotish has in the NFL right now? Let's see. He had He's had six so far, like eight maybe? Ten. Nine? Or ten starts. Ten. Yeah. That's... He's such a young player, right? Like he's got fewer starts than Terrence Steele has, right? Terrence yeah. Steele has far more starts than what, uh, than what he – I thought Terrence Steele has double the amount of starts. So it's just like – Let's just relax. I know it's not pretty, but it's not killing you yet. Like there's a couple snaps that are bad every week, but it does seem like he's getting better. I'm I'm okay to see this one through because he's a starting center on a rookie contract who's only played 10 games. It's pretty valuable, right? And the other thing too is that, you know, like look, a center more than almost any other position experience matters yes, like, it does. like see, seeing all those different fronts blocking all those different fronts this isn't guard or tackle where you can uh, follow your assignment and play in a group and and uh and and, and that's you know the not that that's easy but that's just right. your only job at center it's so cerebral you got to make the calls you got to understand what what the defense is doing i mean Tra- travis frederick understood coverages you know yeah. just because yeah. and it helped his job so this is a, he's learning this job he's still growing into it uh, you know, let's not, you know, pull him out and de- insert another rookie who's going to reset the clock on trying to learn how to play center in the NFL. I agree. Uh, and plus, I think like we talked about yesterday with the young cornerbacks, how they're not being pushed into action. Yeah. I don't think you necessarily want to push a Matt Farniak into the starting lineup now. Like you'd rather have him just chill out at the end of the roster. On the, I think he's on the practice squad now, isn't he? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Have, just have him keep practicing and let's see what he is next year because you're probably going to lose one starting offensive lineman, which is going to boost everybody else up. He could very easily come and be the swing interior guy next year. That's a job that's, you know, you need to be ready to go. Um, all right. I've got one more for you, Landon, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about bet online. We are back and better than ever as a new inter web interface uh, has been uploaded for the start of the basketball season and we have even more props, odds, and lines than ever before. I know you get so excited about basketball, Landon, out there in L.A. It's, it's just occupying all your time right now. Uh, oh. You're probably old enough to play for the Lakers right now. They're the oldest team in basketball by a ton. So I think I, I think I need to wait a couple more years before I come back. But yeah, yeah, I think it's uh... uh, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season, from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. To get your welcome bonus, all you have to do is use promo code Locked On. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, last one. The Dallas Cowboys should sign Dalton Schultz over Connor Williams or Michael Gallup this offseason. Now the prices are going to be different, right? Like, yes, I yes. actually expect Connor Williams to be the most expensive of these three guys. At this point, because, I would say so. because he's got a bunch of starts. He's an 
uh, you know, quality offensive lineman. Gallup's been a little bit injured, but the Cowboys should make Dalton Shorts a priority over those other guys. What do you think? You know, it's it, it's tough. You could make the argument that they've already invested in tight end and that 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 should account for something there. But at the same time, they've already invested in wide receiver and offensive line as well. They did. Uh, so, I I mean, obviously, I'm a little biased, but I I'm buying this. Like, I, mm. I, I listen. I I think the thing is is that you've seen during this break of not having Michael Gallup that Schultz is an important part of this offense. And Schultz actually does something. Well, let's, yeah, let's that, have this conversation. Who is more valuable to this offense, Schultz or Gallup? I think that, you know, if you're talking about NFL value, right, mm-hmm. I think that Gallup may be more valuable. You're saying like in a vacuum. League-wide, if right? If you go to like, the 32 teams and you get to pick one of these two players, most teams would pick Gallup is what you're trying to say. I think so, right? Yeah. Just because he pre- represents something that's, you know, a little bit, that is necessary and difficult to find a, a little bit. And Schultz is also receiver. Yep. Yeah. Schultz is also, you know, kind of a breed that's difficult to find to say, to, to, to be truthful. I mean, a blocking tight end who can, who can catch. I think on this team specifically, he serves in a very, very important role. And, and honestly, like one of the biggest differences, you know, one of the, one of the big differences between this year's group and last year's group has been the improved blocking of the tight ends. Hmm. It, it really opens things up in the uh, interplay between the pass and the run game, right? Because when you have tight ends who can actually block, defenses believe that you're deploying them as blockers instead of thinking that dude's not blocking, <laughs> you right, know. Right. And so I think, I think for this team, that Dalton Schultz is an important piece. Uh, because you need a tight end. And, and I think just the idea of being able to throw anybody out there is is kind of difficult. And if anything, Schultz is an example of it took four years to get Schultz to Schultz, right? It took that long, and it takes that long to develop tight ends in the NFL. So you spend all this time developing this guy. You've invested a ton getting this guy ready. As much as there is value in the wide receiver position in the NFL, I, I think that you can find an NFL wide receiver in the draft a lot sooner who can play and give you – who can contribute, maybe even on this team. That, see, that's uh, what it is, right? Like when you already have Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb, it makes it way easier to find the third guy. Now, they only had one, right? If, if they had Amari and that was it, that changes things because it, it's – Right, because then I think, okay, maybe you take Michael Gallup because now you have two outside guys, and it's just hard to find an outside guy. But when you have already two guys like that, it's Dalton Schultz for me. Now, the one that's really interesting is Connor Williams because Connor Williams, uh, Landon, is 24 years old. He has 46 career starts, and other than the ACL injury that he had, was it late in 2019, has been pretty healthy. And I think his trajectory – has just kind of gone up throughout his entire career. So now you're talking about, do you, is a, let's say an above average guard worth more than an above average tight end. That's fascinating. Yeah. And and for me, uh, that's a problem that solves itself for the Cowboys because the Cowboys are probably the one team in the NFL that has a starter better than maybe a better than starter level guard on their bitch. (laughs) You know, so on a rookie uh, contract, which also helps, right? 
yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I, I tend to think, uh, that if I'm the Cowboys, you've invested a ton in this offensive line mm-hmm. already. Um, and you know, you've, you've spent some money at tight end, but it was the, the Jarwin's deal is not, you know, record breaking or, or no. debilitating, let's no. say. So I, I think that having the, uh, the luxury of having two of those tight ends is something that is very rare in the NFL. And especially when you can do so while still maintaining a wide receiver advantage, even if, if it's Cedric Wilson as your third wide receiver, I think that's pretty appetizing. I think all of this is really the, the, the one piece that really needs to be kind of solved in all of this before we get like actually get an answer here is what is the plan for the Cowboys and Amari Cooper next year? Because I know what I would do. I know what I would do too. What would you do? Let's hear. I'd keep them. (laughs) So would I, I I, I can't really this, this talk about the talk about even before, right. When they were talking about, we should trade Cooper or, you know, cause we've got and resigned. I'm not letting my blue chip players leave. That's not the same. It's not, you're not getting the same results with, without Cooper with lamb and, and Gallup. I would much rather keep lamb and Cooper figure out that third wide receiver position have two incredible tight ends and, you know, and go from there. So that's just, that's my opinion. I, I think you can find good wide third wide receivers uh, anywhere. You don't, you don't necessarily need Michael Gallup for this offense to be extremely dangerous. You just need to find a wide receiver who can take advantage of what Cooper and lamb will provide. For they kind of leverage their play off of that. Uh, a couple of things. So Blake Jarwin, we can talk about his contract. So of all the non-rookie contracts, so basically guys that have got a second contract, his is 21st in the NFL. It's not a big deal. If he was being paid like a top 10 tight end, I think we could have a different conversation. Yeah. But 21 is nothing. His cap numbers over the next two years, Landon, 6.2 million in 2022, 7.2 million in 2023 with no guaranteed money left on that deal. It's fine. Like it's not that big of a deal. Um, Absolutely. I want to be clear. I obviously, I think offensive line is more important than tight ends. However, there's just not that many tight ends out there and they're really hard to get. And I also think if you're looking long-term, right? Like from a team building thing, you and I both, and we just said, we think Connor Williams is going to get more money in free agency than Dalton Schultz. Right. And if you already have a guy on your team that you like and think can take that spot, doesn't it make sense to let Connor Williams walk? Let's say you get a fourth round pick from him, you know, a compensatory pick. seems like that's the best roster building move here. Right. Yeah, and, and on top of that, you know the, the the Cowboys seemingly are pretty good at developing these guys. So yeah. I mean, they well, seem then, they seem to be pretty good at developing tight ends too. But, well, but on top of that, Landon, it's like if Connor Williams is going to get twelve and and Schultz is going to get eight, you could use that extra four million that you're not spending on Connor Williams to go pay Randy Gregory on defense, right? Or go pay somebody else, or go pay. Listen, if you don't want to spend a draft pick on a receiver. Go get a slot guy for four million. Those guys are out there all the time. If you want a veteran guy to play slot in the outside, you could do that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just think that it, tight end, much like on the field, it provides you more flexibility uh, if you went that route in roster building as well. Uh, before we head out, I, we didn't mention this yet on the show. Uh, the Cowboys waved Brandon Knight. I know that was dear or near and dear to your heart. Uh, like a good cowboy, he did not go to Baltimore. Yeah, even I was going to say the, the this Ravens is not over. With- this is not so what do we think happens the, here? Because I, I got some thoughts on what I think ultimately is going to happen. 
So, you know, yeah, just because I, unfortunately, I'm sorry, I talked over you, but yes, the Ravens claimed him and then, and then he didn't show up like a good soldier, like a good Brandon Knight. And that's why I haven't changed my avatar yet, because I know deep in my heart that he's going to end up back in the Cowboys somehow. Uh, I don't, I, I mean, I, Can I tell I, you what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Because I honestly looked up the rules here and I'm still confused as to what happens next for him. You know, because I think the I, Cowboys are going to send the Ravens like a future 2029 20, seventh round pick for the rights to Brandon Knight. Do it. Do it. I, or a conditional pick where if is this, plays, is this something that can happen now? Like yes, that, you know, yes. that's like crazy. Like that's, yeah, like, I, I think what it's going to be, it's going to be, Hey, we'll give you a seventh round pick. If he plays a thousand snaps in 2022. All right. All right. Here's, here's the other <laughs> last, last question we asked before we, before we go, because this is what the people really want to know. Was this premeditated? You're saying like Brandon Knight don't show up. Yeah. Yeah. I think it probably was. Well, the thing I think Brandon Knight knows his role on this team, right? Yeah, no, no. I, I, I obviously, I mean, just yeah, by the I nature think... of, of what he's done, he clearly doesn't want to be on the Ravens, right? He wants to probably wants to stay with the Cowboys. I, I'm assuming, but like, were the Cowboys in, involved in this? I, I just think they said, hey, listen, if you want to go play in Baltimore, that's fine. But if you decide not to to go, we'll we'll keep you around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, listen, if they want to do it, I, 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 yes, throw them a. 2027 seventh round or conditional seventh round who cares like i mean it's i would much rather have him on the team and just to to have him as a as a security blanket right because if i I saw i don't know if you saw this from espn today but uh todd archer actually put ty naseki in a trade because there's so many offensive line injuries in the nfl and like ty naseki's got a bunch of starts under his belt so could the cowboys trade naseki and hold on to brandon knight it's possible i guess so and they could and they could come out ahead you know, it could come so, out ahead. So keep yeah. an eye on that. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on YouTube at Lockdown Cowboys. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you next time.